Hey guys, this is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. I remember when we started this podcast that I wondered if people would actually click on podcasts called sad and overwhelmed and (laughs) these negative emotions. I thought we probably should put a positive spin on this. And I remembered thinking that when I released this Bible study, we called it stuck. And honestly, our publisher had a problem with it because it was negative. And, And yet I also knew that this was something we all related to and that every single one of these emotions was something that we were feeling every day. And sometimes you just need to call a spade a spade and say it. Like, this is what we're struggling with. And every one of us feels these things and we don't talk about them enough. And so clicked on them. (laughs) You clicked on them. I think currently it's sitting at number five in the religion podcast and the top 200 of all the podcasts in the world. So you clicked. And I'm really grateful for the tens of thousands of you that have been a part of this in the last few weeks. It always feels like brave work when we talk about these things, when we talk about the real issues that we're facing. And I know because I've gotten emails and comments and reviews from you that you haven't just listened. You've done hard work. Some of you have started therapy. Some of you have confessed sins. Some of you have admitted suicidal thoughts for the first time. We've gotten some unbelievable, unbelievable feedback from this. So I just want you to know we see you, we pray for you, we carry the heaviness and sobriety of that when we are recording these. We know that this isn't going out into space, even though sometimes it feels like it. This is going into your your homes and into your cars and into your families and into your real-life relationships and your real-life struggles. So just thank you. Thank you for taking us with you. Thank you for doing the work. Thank you for not glazing over the hard things because what's on the other side of that, and this is, you know, this is the last week we called it unstuck and, and gosh, we know reality is, it's a few podcast episodes and a Bible study don't cause that to happen. However, the hard work of, of leaning in and confessing and doing real life community with people and praying and watching God grow in your life, that does do the work of, of changing things. And so, so we're not naive. We know that you know, a few weeks in that that saying unstuck is not some banner that you put over your head because you got through a podcast season. It's something that is present in your life because of the power of God. And so we, we're we're clear about our spot. We're not thinking that we are, you know, more more powerful than we are. We know that though we're talking about and hopefully taking you to the one that is. So we love you guys. And and I want to say, I want to close this thing out with a couple things. We've had some incredible guests this season. You guys have loved them and shared them. And yeah, I just wanted to do a little recap and let you guys hear kind of the best of the season. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to challenge us out. Look in the scriptures for what you need. Do you need prayer for strength? Just you're fine with God, but you need strength to endure something. There'll be help in the scriptures. So who in the Bible endured? Well, Jesus. Look what he prayed when he was in trouble. Do you know there's a verse in Hebrews that talks about Gethsemane? And it says that Jesus prayed with loud cries, Father, is there any other way? And God said, my son, if there was, I would have 
Dulles told you, and he said, then not my will, but thine be done, and went to the cross. Do you think he was happy? Do you think he was saying, this is wonderful? No, there are times you'll have to yield to living through a difficult time, but not without the power of God to do it, if you know him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. That's how I try to live every day now. I don't live angry. I don't take things so seriously now that I get provoked. You know why? Because I pray every day. You can't do it by yourself. There's no way, no way that you can do it. We are carnal people. You can't do it. But every day I ask the Lord, let this day be the best of my life. And Lord, let me help somebody today that you send me to that I can get out of their misery. People are miserable. They're miserable because of many, 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 many things. God says, address everybody as if you would want to be addressed because everybody's somebody. Whether it's that beggar on the street that hadn't had a bath in 15 days, we all have problems in our lives. But God is a problem solver. My hope is that our eyes would be open to see one, the amazing grace God has poured out on our lives, and that we would rejoice in that, like revel in that, like worship God for that and enjoy His grace to the full. And I think the way to enjoy His grace to the full, according to His word, is to make His grace known, like to be reflections of His character, His love, His mercy, His justice, His compassion in a world of urgent need right around us far from us like and this is this is life this is life that god's designed us to live that when we live like that we won't regret it 10 billion years from now we'll be really thankful we lived that way any of us that think that we've arrived that is what is going to make us even more fearful because we never arrive this is how god keeps us utterly dependent upon him i want you to know that peace it's not an Enneagram type, it's not a personality type, it's a blood type. It's, it comes from the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood that was shed mm. at the cross of Calvary. And that peace that surpasses all understanding is available to all of us. And, you know, anyone that's listening that, you know, you're, you're working with a therapist, you're taking medication, that's all part of God's healing as well. I never feel less than, that is so important. I have very close friends in my life that I'm constantly talking to. Sometimes we don't have the strength to go to Jesus ourselves we need a few friends that are going to carry us and drop us through the roof to the feet of Jesus and I've got those friends in my life because not all of us can carry ourselves to Jesus every day so I never want you to feel afraid of having friends to help carry you you can't separate emotional maturity and spiritual maturity that the Bible holds them together and evangelism for, for various reasons we just don't if you look at Jesus, like if you look at his conflict with the Pharisees and Sadducees, it was always about they weren't merciful, kind, loving people. They, they knew the Bible and they prayed and tithed, but they were arrogant, cold and judgmental. And uh, Jesus just said, you can't separate loving God and loving people. And they had a very hard time with that. I think we're in a similar situation today. We've got lots of religious folks and I was one of them. I'm, you know, I'm counting myself, but we, we, we segment, we compartmentalize spirituality and like loving people being approachable and soft and again Paul says you don't have love you've got nothing in the trenches and in that season of grief and tragedy I was being refined by fire and glory yes in my story I'm able to show you some ways that he has blessed us abundantly and I feel completely undeserving of it 
But I also think through these hardships and through tragedy and through the things that we go through on this earth, it's always for His glory and it's always for His sanctification in us and it's able then to to literally take deep root. I have the deepest joy and rest and faith because of the hardships I've gone through because I have seen firsthand He takes care of me. Do I think it's always in the way that maybe the world sees it as good? No, but He took care of me every single day. Every single day we'd ask for daily bread and every single night I'd go to sleep and I felt taken care of. I'm sad for, you know, the death of some cultural Christianity, but I'm so hopeful that I think what will survive in the coming kind of secular apocalypse is a really beautiful, humble practice of faith that is, I think, a way of life. That's my great passions. I think that Protestants since the Reformation have lost sight of the fact that the way of Jesus is not just a theology or a set of beliefs. It's not just an ethical system or do's and don'ts. It is that. It's not less than that. But it's more, it's also a way of life. Jesus said, come and follow me. Come and copy the details of my life. Come live the way that I live. Not just ethically, but like day to day and how I actually move through the world as a human being in God's kingdom. And so I think unless if Jesus is not just theology and not just ethics, but way, he's way truth and life man, you won't survive in the in the secular, technical, digital world. And so that actually gives me great hope. I'm just so hopeful for the future of the church. So I want to leave you with what I believe is the most helpful way forward. Change is a process. Change rarely happens overnight, although I have had moments in my life where clarity has come in such a big way that I believe I've taken, you know, a big leap forward rather than just a step. And I hope that this series has done that for you. It's caused a bit of a leap, at least a few steps. And so um, I want to be realistic about change and, and how long that takes. But the best way that I've been able to grow my emotional health is to find consistent patterns in my life to be honest about my emotion and to work through it. So those patterns can look seasonal. They can look monthly. They can look weekly. They can look daily. So daily for me is time with Jesus. I don't have that. And typically I start off my day in the wrong place. I mean, it's just a fact. I just, I roll out of bed and I meet with God and I have peace and patience and joy and contentment, or I don't, and I don't. And so I want to be clear that that is the most important thing that you can do, I believe, to change day in, day out. And then number two, weekly, is community. So weekly, you confess. You meet with a few people. And all of you can have this. Some of you would say, you know, I don't have small groups at my church. Well, you can build one. All you have to do is bring a few friends together once a week, set a regular time. In the past, I've done every week over lunch. And I mean, people brought their kids and we meet at Chick-fil-A sometimes. And then currently right now, we're doing right before school pickup for about an hour. And we just each kind of confess, this is what I'm struggling with this week. And it's super simple. We don't really do a Bible study. We really just dig into our lives and make sure we're holding each other accountable and that we're moving forward in life and not getting stuck. The other thing we do monthly, or you can do monthly, I have done it in my life regularly, 
I don't currently go right now, but I will again before I know it, is counseling. I think having a counselor that that kind of keeps tabs on you. Now, that might be a mentor. That might be somebody with wisdom in your life that's older. But I would say having a regular chance to get the floor where you really can for about an hour and a half, two hours, hour, whatever you get, talk, where you are kind of on uh, the hot seat, where you're actually wrestling through whatever it is that you need to work through and grow. And all of this is about being honest about where we are and striving to move forward, right? And not stay stuck. Because if we're stuck, that's going to affect every relationship we have. That's going to affect and stunt every ministry that we have. Anything that we want to move forward for the kingdom of God, like that's all going to be limited by our emotional health, just like Peace Cazero says. So we've got to grow in our emotional health. So I want to close us with this prayer in Ephesians 3. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through a spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. And y'all, that's it. There's not something better. There's not something more. There's not an easier fix It is knowing God and being filled to the measure of the fullness of Him. And as we know His love, we rest. As we know His love, we find contentment. As we know His love, we let go of anger and bitterness. As we know His love, we don't fear as much. Y'all, this is the answer. I don't have another thing to preach. I don't have other answers. It is the love of God that has transformed my life. It is the love of God that can transform your life. And I don't know how well you know him, but the cool thing is he doesn't work in your life based on the measure of how much you know the Bible and how long you've been in the faith. Ephesians says that he he works in your life, that that you're filled with him as you know his love. As you sit in his love, as you begin to understand the depth and the width and the length and the height of his love, that is how we change. It's to actually know him, to be in relationship with him. And you can start that today. Some of you don't have a relationship with God. Some of you are listening to this because your sister sent it to you. And and candidly, she probably hopes you will know God. But I want to say right now, this is the greatest decision you could ever make is to follow Christ with your life and to walk with him day in and day out. Some of you have walked with God for a long time. You do know God, but you have not regularly and consistently been in his word and been rooted and established in his love. And I just want to challenge you like that is going to be the most steadying force in your life to daily, regularly walk with God and to daily, regularly walk with other people as they walk with God. So find your people, be with Jesus. And I'm telling you, over time, day after day, change does happen. I believe in it. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being part of the season. And we cannot wait to tell you where we're going next. Okay, guys, if you need to go pre-order your book, it is going to be out so soon. Go to getoutofyourheadbook.com. This project, guys, it is going to shift the way you think, the way you live. You're going to love it. I mean, we've been talking a lot about emotions this season. It's kind of a deeper place that you can go and figure out what it is 
that is causing you to feel these feelings. And I cannot wait to go to war in our minds. And I'm telling you what, the fruit that I have seen in my own life because of this is life-changing. So do not miss it. Get out of your head, Go get your copy, pre-order it today.